Hello, and welcome to the Rainy Day Smut Brigade, the weekly podcast where we read a spicy book and discuss all the juicy parts. I'm Hannah. I'm Allie. And I'm Ashley. We want to remind you that this podcast is for mature audiences only. Also, we have some exciting news, you guys. Our Patreon is up and running. To celebrate, we are doing a giveaway on our Instagram. We will select two winners on March 31st, so a couple days from now. So head over to our Instagram, and we will have the post on how to win the giveaway in our stories. We're giving away the full Akatar paperback set as a first place prize and the hard covers of Crescent City 1 and 2 for our second place winner. Rules and conditions apply, so be sure to pay close attention to those. Can I enter? No, you can't, Hannah. I'm so sorry. You already own, you like own the hardbacks and like special covers. I don't own the the Crescent City hardbacks. You don't own it? No, I read those. I like ordered them like as soon as they, I did the Kindle as soon as it was possible. I haven't ordered the third one yet. I have. I've ordered the third one. Oh my God, it's coming out. I've ordered it already. Oh God, I'm, I am, okay. Did you hear that she released the announcement on March 15th? And what is March 15th? Girl, I don't know. Julius Caesar. Julius Caesar. The Ides of March. Of March. Oh. I think it's like, I think she's full into Taylor Swift. No. I think we're. I don't look into things that. You said Godzilla on her desk. What does that mean? Oh. Do you see that she typed really slowly? What does that mean? (laughs) She only needs two fingers. Listen, I like Easter eggs. I like big puzzles. I was like, is this even her? Is a body double. It's a body double. Mm-hmm. This, is she still alive? Is Sarah <laughs> she Mass hasn't posted anything alive. in so long. Like she used to post like little, not reels, but like her talking and stuff. We're gonna start a conspiracy theory. <laughs> what if she's like, not really here? <laughs> and everyone's just gonna be like dumping on the new book because they don't think it's her. <laughs> That's why it took so long. We don't mean it. We're joking. <clears throat> and. So, how are you guys? What are you reading? Tell us, Allie. What are you reading? Currently, <laughs> this, is, this is part of why I was late, because I had an emergency poop, but also it's reading. <laughs> That's the best While I was it. on the toilet. Of course. Super hygienic. <laughs> we don't care. Do you not read while you're on the I toilet? I do. Of course okay. I do. What the like, fuck? Yeah. yeah. You get through it. I don't sit on the toilet for an hour like my husband. Yeah. No, I don't do that. That's not healthy for your rectum. Yeah. Don't do that. <laughs> what is the name of it? Oh, I am reading Psycho Shifters. They're... The fourth book in the series. It's by Jasmine Mass, M A or Maz, M A S. I'm not sure. Jasmine Moss, Jasmine Mass. I'm not sure. But it is a pretty good, fun series. I don't know if Ashley would like it. It's very bully. Oh, no, I don't really like a good bully. I don't like a bully. No. I've but it's that's why I'm scared to read Zodiac Academy. Yeah. I yeah, you won't like through. If you don't like bully, you won't like Zodiac Academy. Maybe. Did you like Punk 57? I didn't read it. I haven't read that. That's Is that Penelope Douglas? Douglas. I, so, yeah, yeah. I haven't read any of her books, actually. I don't mind a bully as long as they grovel and skin their knees as they grovel. Did they do uh, that in Zodiac Academy? Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that happens in Zodiac Academy. Okay, I couldn't get through the first book. I feel bad. I know it's not for everyone, but I love Zodiac Academy. And it definitely, the books definitely get better. I know that sucks to Are hear. Are they smutty? Not the first book of the series. But if you don't want to read that one, the, uh, there's a spinoff series that is shorter 
and it's a white shoes and it's really good too. I actually so, started with that one because I didn't know that it was part of, it was a spinoff series. Because Zodiac Academy is eight books, right? Yeah. And it's not done yet, which I am uh, a little mad about that. Have you read the most recent one? Mm. You said you weren't ready for it. You're still not ready. I know. For it. I know. I haven't prepared myself yet. And I'm mad about the fact that there's one more book after eight. So I was like, I don't want to have to do this whole wait another year. So you're going to wait till the next uh, one comes out and then probably, wait yeah. back to back. I yeah. see. What about you, Ashley? Oh. We already know a little bit about this. Okay. Also, I would like to say, Allie, I love you so much, but fuck you. I don't know what I did. You don't know what you did? No. I know what you did. I you, don't claim it. You don't... You <laughs> You got me to read Jermione fanfic. Only good things for me is what I'm hearing. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, why are you mad? I'm just kidding. I love you. I'm reading Manacled, and I don't remember the username of the person who wrote this fanfic. But if you just... Simlin you or something like that? Something like that. If you go to Archive of Our Own, type in Manacled, Jermione, it's going to pop up. It is the most devastating piece of literature I've ever read. It it hurts me. It's just long. It's it's long. very long. Yeah, it's okay, like seventy five chapters. It's spelled S E N L I N Y U. That's right. Oh my god, the summary: Harry Potter is dead. Yes. Yeah, well, we don't re- fucking care about Harry Potter. Okay. Well, that I, whiny I boy. <laughs> Bye. Harry Potter is dead in the aftermath of the war. In order to strengthen the might of the magical world, Voldemort and acts of repopulation effort. Yes. Hermione Granger has an order secret lost but hidden in her mind. So she is sent to an enslaved surrogate to the High Reeve until her mind can be cracked. So it's very sexy. Yeah, trigger warning this recommendation. Rape. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there's lots of warnings. But it's like forced rape. Yeah, rape, non-consensual sex, or significant and ongoing aspects of this Is there something else besides forced rape? Psychological. When you're forced to rape somebody. Okay. Okay, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I got you. Like the rapist forced to to, do the raping. I got you. I got you. So sorry about that, you guys, but... It is. You want a story that you want to be emotionally invested with your full heart and you feel every word on the page and it daggers you, but it also holds your heart. You want to cry. Can I add it to my Goodreads list? I don't do good Goodreads. So I, I don't know. <gasps> this how that is works. me crying on my Marco Polo to Allie on the way over here tonight. <gasps> this may be my exhaustion talking. <laughs> Ignore the rain in the background. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Is it raining right now? It was on the way over here. I don't even know. What are you reading, Hannah? Okay, so I'm like three fourths of the way through the X Hex. Still? Yeah. I just, I don't love DNF it. DNF that thing. I just, it's I've heard that the second book is so good. So I really want to get to the second book. So I'm not like actively reading it. I'm just putting it on audiobook if I'm like in the shower or doing my makeup or something. I'm like 74% through with it. So mm. I'm fine. I'll finish it up. But I'm getting ready to start the second book in the, the Kingdom of the Wicked series. 
yeah. uh, Kingdom of the Cursed. So it just popped off on my Libby loans, Ooh. my Libby shelf. But aside from How are you suffering f- through the XX and Kingdom of the Wicked, I'm just mentally not okay right okay, now. Tell us why you're not okay. It is the opening night of the Taylor Swift Eras Tour, and I didn't get tickets. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the empathy. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I liked it. <laughs> Y'all, I literally had basically taken the day off work and I was in line for eight hours and I had tickets in our cart for all three of us to go. I was I was and, going all in. And Ticketmaster crashed as the tickets were in the cart. And I can firmly say that I'll never be a real Taylor Swift fan because of that experience. Because so hard. her greediness and Ticketmaster's greediness really turned me off. I'll never. I, I do have to admit there is some frustration there on my part for that. Yeah. But I was. She looking, had more control than she claimed. Than she claimed. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Celebrities always do. But, yeah, I was just putting my kids to bed and I was scrolling through TikTok. And everyone's posting, like, lives of them in Swift Arizona. Swift Arizona. That makes me want to roll my eyes. That they she do, they that. change. No, the mayor that makes me want to roll my eyes even harder. Glendale, Arizona is Swift City. That's what it's called. They that changed makes me the name want to, to barf. Swift City. <laughs> and so people. Allie, are, that is so weird. Allie is staunchly against it. <laughs> I would She'll get a key forget. to the city. I would love it. She will never love forget it. it. Yeah, I'll never forget it. But even if any other band was like, we're going to change the name of the town. I mean, <laughs> weird. She didn't do it in her defense. She didn't do it. It was the city. That's yeah, even think worse. about the tax dollars that went into that decision. Oh, yeah. And all the children that could have been fed instead. I totally agree. It's probably just for the day, right? Yeah, the just weekend. for the day. I think it's just for the days that the shows are on. Grossy. But I am, yeah, I'm a little, I'm not okay. Uh, and I'm going to be even worse on April the 29th. That's, that's the day we were supposed to go. That's the day we were trying to get tickets for. That's where we were headed. So. I even tried to get on the wait list for Tennessee. I was like, hey. Let's do it. I'll travel. So this week, Ashley is hosting our book chat. But before we get into that discussion, she has something that she wanted to share with us. A couple weeks back, Ashley joked about not believing in the G-spot. And after receiving some fun feedback, she decided to do a little digging. (laughs) Tell us what you've learned. Because I believe that I do have a G-spot. Believe it, bitch. That's right, you guys. I did a little digging. And I want you to join me on this exploration, a new segment of the podcast where I, Ashley, set out to discover new or exciting things about sex. Join me as I brave the mostly known but unknown to me. All right, are you ready? As Ali said, this week I'm diving into the cavern known as the Vaginal Canal and seeing if I can discover the secrets of the mysterious and elusive G-Spot. It's dark and scary in there, you guys. Get your flashlights ready. Ali and Hannah, what would you say the G-Spot is? I don't have a button, but I do have a certain spot in an area deep in my wombs. Ew. <laughs> In my womb lands, in as my- that one person <laughs> on TikTok said. I was saying womb lands, but it is funnier to say womb lands. 
I have a spot that is more sensitive when my partner hits it. Okay. I fully believe in the G spot. But I do think that it is, how do I want to put this? From what I know of anatomy, from what I've seen explained before, is your clit is more than just the little third nipple. Like it (laughs) goes around and around. She did not. We are doing no, it goes, it goes back. Kind of yeah. like a wishbone shape. Like no, that. It, it goes forward, but around your around your opening, your vaginal yeah, opening. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay. Like, sorry. Yeah. That's the direction when I'm When you said back, I thought sorry. you meant <laughs> But I think that uh, the role in the G-spot is like when your bladder is full. Like when... No, I felt it when my bladder hasn't been full. Yeah. See, I feel it when my bladder is full. Oh, okay. But I, I think maybe it's different for everyone. Because every, I often a have sex with... I pee right before sex. Uh, okay. 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 See. Do you I, have some history for us? Listen. Okay. I'll put these links in the show notes. But sex med did a review of 31 eligible studies that were done for their purposes. They said the G-spot is, I'm going to put this in plain language, an assumed erogenous spot in the front section of the vaginal wall. Not the wall towards your anus, but the wall like towards the front, like where your belly button is. They wanted to find scientific... In medical terms, we call that the anterior. That is what it's called on there, but I did not want to say that because (laughs) regular people, Hannah... (laughs) They wanted to find scientific data regarding the existence, size, and location of the G-spot. And here's how they say it started. Wait, so there was a legitimate, like... They just took 31 study. studies. There's there been were, lots of studies on the G-spot. There's been lots of studies, yeah. yeah. And I've, I've never looked this up, From what I've seen before, like, there isn't, like, super... Okay. Shut it down, <laughs> Allie. Shut it down. <laughs> okay. This is my exploration. Oh, okay. All right, all right. Let's okay. let Ashley find out. So Tell here's, us what you how found. They, here's how they say it started. In 1950, some guy named... Grafenberg, I don't know how to say his name. Oh, gee. A urologist published a work called The Role of Urethra in Female Orgasm. And I don't know about you, but I felt the UTI coming on when I read that. It made me uncomfortable. He is where the G comes from in G-Spot. It's named after that man. He was basically saying that there is a sensitive spot that may swell in the front wall of the vagina along the path of the urethra. And just in case you don't know, which you probably do, the urethra or the urethra Franklin, as my family calls it, is where your pee comes from. It's connected to your bladder and leads to the tiny hole above your vaginal opening. Same if you have a penis. G-Guy also said, we can almost say that there is no part of the female body which does not give sexual response. The partner has only to find the erotogenic zones. To that I say, stay away from my cervix because that hurts. I don't, that doesn't feel good. No, cervix not is not spot. an erogenous zone. No. After looking at these various studies, which included surveys, dissection of cadavers, ultrasounds, and digital slash instrumental methods of studying the vaginal canal, Sex Med basically saw there is no scientific agreement on the existence of the G-spot, even though it is generally recognized as something. But where it is, how big it is, or what it even does has yet to be scientifically proven. Researchers at the Journal of Sexual Medicine did a dissection of 13 female cadavers, 13, and that was the largest postmortem study ever done for the G-spot. They found no G-spot. 
But that doesn't mean it isn't real. A study done by the National Research Journal concluded that, and this is in quotes, although no single structure consistent with a G-spot has been identified, the vagina is not a passive organ, but a highly dynamic structure with an active role in sexual arousal and intercourse. The anatomical relationships and dynamic interactions between the clitoris, urethra, and the anterior or front vaginal wall have led to the concept of a, get this, clitourethrovaginal complex. <laughs> One word. That's a long word. Yes, called CUV. Defining a variable, multifaceted, morphofunctional area that when properly stimulated during penetration could induce orgasmic responses. So basically, what that boils down to is the vagina is an amazing structure and all of those nerves and sections can indeed work together to create great pleasure. It could be even be your urethra, it could be the inside of your vaginal wall, the clit, all of that. But there is no real need to despair if you don't have the elusive G-spot or can't have an exclusively vaginal orgasm. Maybe you get the most pleasure from your clit. Maybe you like a mix of penetration or clitoral stimulation. Or maybe you have a spot inside you that feels just right. Our vaginas, like us, are diverse, and it's important for us to take time to discover what pleasures us, to learn about ourselves, so we can have the confidence to get what we want in a safe sexual encounter. Basically, masturbate. Give your hoo-ha the attention it deserves. Your alien lover will appreciate it, you guys, because that whole thing, whether you find a G-spot or not, it feels good. So that was my journey, and I hope you enjoyed it. This has been Sexploration with Ashley. Join me next time when I finally decide to Google the meaning of the rusty trombone. Oh, Lord. I'm so scared. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. You know what? what? I think if men had a G-spot, we would know everything there is to know about it by now. Probably so. They do have a G-spot. They have a prostate. Yeah, that's their version of a G-spot. Yeah, but there's I, more I think this is, this is a perfect example of poor women's sexual health. Like, we just don't have a lot of Yeah, but I think it's also something that's much harder. It is much because harder. Because the anatomy and how it's created. And, like, mine, you can't always find it. Like, it's so specific person to person. Yeah. It's just yes. you. Exactly. And you have know. to be, like, pretty turned on already. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And so. I'm not. I agree that there needs to be yeah. more in women's health and research. But I also can understand why there's maybe not a conclusive answer. And why there are people who struggle and feel insecure because they cannot find that said spot out there. Cosmopolitan actually did a retraction of some of their earlier advice and said they said it doesn't exist. And they were giving percentages of how many women felt bad about not having one. Well, and I'll say I was in my like later 20s before I really was like, okay, I definitely have a mm-hmm. one spot. That oh, yeah, it took a while to learn. Yeah, that so. was one, like we were talking about last week. You have to learn sex. And that was one of those things that you have to learn. And a lot of women I read just, uh, I think something I read is a lot of women just felt like they needed to pee when they were yeah. reaching for that spot. And that's what I feel. Well, see like the urethra. 
is yeah is connected mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. why i wonder if that's why i feel it more yeah with a full bladder it could be and that that feeling makes me uncomfortable i don't like it yeah. i would agree with that too yeah so maybe i don't ever feel like with I have the to not pee, liking but, feeling. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, that i don't ever connect it to like needing to pee i don't know it's hard to it's hard to describe those feelings when you, yeah we all may be feeling something we all have it we, we all have different and that's what basically they were saying is this clito urethro vaginal thing this cuv it's not just a g-spot it's this whole thing whole thing the whole thing is pleasurable and it can it's be. very interesting and i was thinking as you were reading that like at first i was like wait how are we where do i what kind of studies would they be doing but then i remember i watched a, like a discovery it was on, it was something on netflix a while back where they did a whole thing about you know how the brain interacts during sex and they literally had people have sex in an mri yeah and i not the best circumstances not the best it's it probably a little bit worse than the air mattress for poor chloe for chloe and red <laughs> But yeah, I was like, you know, they do stuff like that. How else are we going to find out? Yeah, how else are we going to learn? They have to. They would. I think they were trying to simulate women in some of the things. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. they were using yeah. tools to. Yeah, yeah. I hope it was with full consent. Yeah, that's what uh, they yeah. used eligible studies. They, okay. I think that what I said, it yeah. took those thirty-one studies that were eligible. Yeah. I'm sure there were conditions, There's intense yeah. practices for making a real research. I would hope evidence-based study. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, there was thirty-one studies they looked at, and it was still no conclusive data. I mean, they didn't, weren't saying it doesn't exist, but that it was just no. Yeah, you can't make the call one way or the other. So interesting. We have a lot to learn. We do. All right, so we're going to take a break, but when we come back, we'll discuss Barbarian Alien by Ruby Dixon. All right, guys, this week we are talking about the book Barbarian Alien, the next installment in the Ice Planet Barbarian series written by the amazing Ruby Dixon. We've already covered book one of the series in our first episode of the podcast, if you want to go back and listen to that if you haven't already. But for now, we're just going to jump right into the second book. We have known Liz as a spunky, take-no-shit kind of woman. She's a realist, and she doesn't mind expressing her thoughts. She reminds us greatly of one who we love so much, our dear friend. Can you guess who she is? Make a guess. It's not me. It's not me. Who do you think it is? I can't say. (laughs) (laughs) It's Allie. Anyway, this book starts with the women still in the cargo hold. So a little before the conclusion of the first book, the Saqui or barbarian men are there to rescue them. But Liz is giving a not so gentle pep talk to the women who were just let out of the containment tubes. She's sick. She's tired. She's had it. And the worst part of it is the hulking alien Rahash will not stop giving her fucking attention i would be the same as her i know you said you were like joking when you were like she reminds me but i would act the same exact way as her i'd be so bothered by the constant tears i know that's why i said (laughs) it was Allie. i was like oh this is Allie now when the women are faced with the opportunity to get their quee, or as Liz calls it, the cootie, she freezes and decides to make a run for it. She doesn't want that glow worm inside her heart. No way. But to her shock, 
Rahash makes her take the cootie because, well, she'll die without it, and then whisks her away to a secret cave where she can recover. He's scared to take her back to the tribal caves because he forced her to take the cootie, and Vectal, the chief, has already told him, this is not the way we deal with the human females. (laughs) But Rahash resonated for Liz. He had to save her, and when she wakes up, she finds that she is resonating for him too, and buddy is she angry and horny she chats up a storm saying smart ass things that he can't understand until one day after a sexy interlude by a hot stream and bringing liz pleasure rahash declares mine and liz is mad as hell she's been thinking the whole time that he can't speak english but he can and he says you never asked After a while in this secret cave that Rahash has, Liz learns that Rahash has no family. His father ran away from the tribe with his reluctant resonance mate and young Rahash. His parents and baby brother are dead. Later, Liz convinces Rahash to let her hunt with a bow and arrow, but on the hunt, Rahash is badly hurt and Liz must care for him. When he awakes, Rahash and Liz can no longer fight their resonance. They become a Officially mated, and just as they find this love for each other, hunters from the tribe find them and take them back to the tribal cave. Rahash is exiled for kidnapping Liz, just as his father had done, even though Liz is now bearing his child. But through sheer determination, Liz gets herself exiled in the most hilarious way <laughs> so she can be with Rahosh. Vectal and the tribal elders, along with our girl Georgie, allow them a life of partial exile together for a couple years where they will hunt for the tribe. And it's what Liz and Rahosh wanted all along. First question, favorite Liz quote. So I listened on audio. So mine was a little bit hard to find. There's one that I could not find and it was towards the beginning of the book and it had something to do with like when he came and his semen and he freaked out and she was like, it's just semen. But the way she said it, I can't remember. It was so funny. So if you're reading it and you get to that part, please let me know because I could not find it. But the next one was when they're spatting and he, she does the whole frustration because he's making her mad like all of us do yeah, with our right. and she says he wants to lie down like a couple that's fine this can be his first experience with the wifey cold shoulder welcome to married life or hosh <laughs> welcome I, to it i laughed out loud at that yeah, one that one was funny my favorite one was towards the end of the book when she's fighting with Vectal and georgie about rahash and her being separated. And she says, please let Georgie have given you the world's greatest prostate tickle and convinced you that Rahash and I need to be together. <laughs> I love that. I laughed out loud when I was listening I to it again. Yeah, The world's greatest prostate tickle. <laughs> she's, I love it when she's causing derision yes. among the group. I was like, get it, girl. <laughs> so that she can be with Rahash. My favorite is when she's talking to Ahiko after she <laughs> tries to take him hostage with a knife. And he's like laughing in her because there's no way there's no way it's gonna happen yeah but she's pretending and he's playing along he asked he's interested in kira so he asked her (laughs) how do i court a human woman can you help me liz court a human woman court kira and she says since i'm still in a shit stirring mode i think of the thing that might embarrass kira the most human men give the woman they want to mate a very special gift oh he sits up taller I nod authoritatively. A replica of his penis made out of leather or wood or bone. So she can try him out and see if she likes what he brings to the table. (laughs) You're welcome, Kira. Instead of looking shocked, 
I go ponders this. I do have a nice cock. <laughs> <laughs> that was <laughs> and I had mentioned I that love in the, the previous level of pettiness yeah, in, that, in, the, yeah, in our did. first episode. In the because in, if you go on the website and you look at her art that she has, uh, what do you call it? Like but the commissioned art. Commissioned art, art. She has commissioned. If you look at the art she has commissioned, she has a picture of Aiko and Akira using the dildo that he made. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for her. So looked like she was enjoying it. It worked. <laughs> All right. So favorite smutty scene. We have the first scene with the. They're both masturbating. Because she's in the bed mm-hmm. masturbating and he walks in on her. Mm-hmm. She's like, hush. And she just can't help it. And then he walks in. And so he's like, she gets to do it. I'm going to pull out my cock. And she's like, oh my God, that's the biggest cock I've ever seen. Yeah, he is the biggest one of the tribe. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I know she'll like it. I know I've seen the other men bathe that I know I have the biggest <laughs> one. <laughs> and she's like, oh my gosh. So she comes and then he comes. And it's like this happy ending. I I'm a sucker for romance and the whole like mating scene mm-hmm. and Oh, you like so you like the first mating after yeah. she's rescued him yeah, and she's bathing. Yeah. The one that sticks out for me. She's yeah. bathing and then you're trying to and he gets up and he's like, I do feel better and he's they, they make love. She's trying to take care of him and Yeah. It was so it, to me I was like, This is a really romantic scene. Yeah. <laughs> it was sweet. It was smutty, but it was sweet. I it, liked was, it. it was smutty. There's also the second is by the stream where she doesn't know he knows English. And she's like, I mm-hmm. definitely don't want you to go down and lick my pussy. Yeah. <laughs> she's like saying, I definitely don't want you to kiss me there. Yeah. <laughs> but he sees that as a courting ritual. Yeah. Her saying, don't do that. But she doesn't know he can understand she, yeah. what she's saying. <laughs> and he doesn't really have any sexual experience either. No, none. Yeah. He has zero. Zero sexual experience. Like He's he a virgin. Ha- Once again, like Vectal, he has to learn kissing. I don't remember. Which again, I just don't understand. <laughs> yeah. Still. That and the doggy style thing just we'll get me. Yeah, we'll get there. I, <laughs> I don't remember which exact scene that it came in, but I highlighted because <laughs> I thought it was funny. He says to her, your nectar fills your cunt for me. He murmurs into my ear and then he tenderly licks the shell. <laughs> Shall I sip it in taste of my mate? <laughs> your nectar fills your cunt. I love that. For me. Oh, God. They're the stream, the mutual oral sex, because then they do have oral sex. Like he mm-hmm. her and he pleasures him in return. Then when they get caught, they pleasure each other by the fire. And Ahiko, and I can't remember the other hunter's name, but he ends up with Josie. Hayden. Hayden. He ends up with Josie. But that, how do you remember? You always remember she people's is names. So good at remembering books. people's names. I do and remember names pretty well. But I'll just say I am good with names usually. Yeah. She is, even in real life. Like yeah. not just books. Okay. So they're by the fire once they've been caught and it makes the other other two hunters like oh want to go away but the last one is when they're in the hunter's cave after they've been exiled and they can't really do anything because there's a bunch of hunters around like the yes, other hunters funny. yes i do that yes. one was really funny yeah. and she was trying to get them to go away yeah yeah yes which I, I feel like that is because in the first book, Vectal made such a big deal about like, oh, our tribe is very open. Like we have sex in front of each other. And, and then, then he's like never like, done anything. And then th- they don't know how to kiss. And then in the hunter's cave, the, the, they're like, like they're, he doesn't want to do it in front yeah, of them. Yeah. So she goes, she's like, she has an idea. She goes, oh, Rahosh, I'm on loudly. Do that thing with your tail again. <laughs> <laughs> and she says his eyes widen in shock and she goes just like that i cry out even though rahash is staring at me with horror do me like that with your nasty tail 
<laughs> those says, freaking tails. <laughs> it says, his hand clamps over her mouth to silence her, but it works. Another person gets up from his bed, and I look over <laughs> Rahash's shoulder to see Hayden shoot me a glare before leaving the cave. Then it's just the two of us. And then they go, and they do it doggy style, because Georgie's like, hey, I got two words for you, girl. Doggy style. <laughs> With their tails, because you can't have sex with tails, which makes no sense because of animals. (laughs) No, none whatsoever. Literally, animals have tails, and they only do it doggy style because it's called doggy style, and dogs have tails. Like probably even more uncomfortable tails than they have. Yeah, yeah. Ruby, we need answers. Their tails must connect like all the way down to their like butt or something. We need to know. Yeah, why is this a big deal? We need to know. But that I think my favorite scene was when they were masturbating because it was so funny. Yeah, it was funny. Because she's like masturbating. She's like, oh, I don't even want to be doing this, but I have to because I'm so yeah. turned on. And he's like, well, I'm going to pull out my giant ass cock here and I'm masturbating too if you're going to make I me love do the this. hand motions that you're doing right now. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> he's more like flicking his wrist, but I'm like going like that. <laughs> because of the size. <laughs> anyway, that or those are the smutty scenes. You like how I broke down the smutty scenes for us? Yes, thank you for your work. You're, did, you're awesome. I did so much work between being heartbroken about Jermione and reading Manacled at the same time. So, what did you think about the exile for Rahosh mm. specifically? Mm. I think Allie had some feelings. It just made me mad. One, Liz made me mad because she was so like, "Why are they doing this?" And I was like, "Why don't you just get yourself exiled? Like, you obviously liked being out in the wild." And then eventually, she did come up with it, but you had already. Yeah, I would have just been like, you can't keep me here, and I just would have snuck out. Like, this is why we just, say you are Liz. Yeah, <laughs> knock somebody out. Like, <laughs> they only had one person watching you. Yeah. Just well, knock him out. She does do that eventually. She, like, grabs Ahiko's knife and pretends, like, she's, like, yeah. like she's going to hold him yeah. hostage. I was going to say, it took her a while to get there. I just was, like, frustrated. And I do agree that, like, they have to be careful, and that's a lot of pressure for a chief. But they're already mated, so you know what it is is when they're mated that being separated physically like hurts them to be separated and then I was fine with them exiling him because I understood the rationale but then when Vectal was like we have some widows that was so like inconsiderate and so weird and so against like what I thought I knew of the character from the first book so just inconsiderate for both people like knowing that someone has just suffered this trauma and then you're just gonna get someone else's hopes up to be like okay you guys are gonna get together like you know that's not gonna work out well yeah and I was frustrated that Georgie didn't come to her I was I no longer like Georgie and Bechtel after this book like I don't respect them in any way I was very frustrated I kept expecting because there were a few little lines and scenes from Georgie like here and there after they came back to the cave she kept like saying it was like all like you can say all the right things but if you there's no action anything then yeah yeah and so I kept waiting for her to do something I'm like okay this is a human woman that came to this planet with you like I get that Vectal is your mate 
But yeah. And she, she did. Is, but I think she just didn't do it fast enough. No, she didn't do it She should have done yeah. it sooner. Yeah. And I feel like if the woman is telling you exactly what she wants and you're like, no, I know better. Yeah. Like, I don't like that. That is really gross. And then Georgie's like, we don't know their ways. They're taking care of us. Yeah. They're not going to throw y'all out. And Liz is like, I don't owe you anything. And she no. doesn't owe them anything. They didn't save her. Georgie did. but And they were being nice, but she was making it with Rahash on, like, she doesn't need them. Like, I get there needs to be some sort of I repercussions mean, it, it's for what he Yeah, I, get I don't have any problem with the repercussions for him, but for them being like, you have to stay here and you have to do this and it has to be this way. Mm-hmm. I was like, nah, no. Nah. I didn't like that either. But how did you feel about the overall conclusion? I was fine. I liked it. It's what they wanted, really, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. They went off together. Yeah. But they can still come back. It's They're not fully exiled. Yeah, they can come back like once a week I, or like, something. wouldn't yeah. want to come back. Sounds like a hellhole. <laughs> Surrounded by people all the time. Own. Wait till book three. Think? We're going to okay. do that for a Patreon episode. Oh. Am I going to like it? You're not going to want to read book three? I'll read it. I don't care. But I, I don't know. I'll, do I have I'll to be like around Bechtel and Georgie again? Yeah. Ugh. They're around for everything. Ugh. I don't care about them. You don't care about them anymore? Liz and Rahash much better. Yeah, I am, I liked their... Yeah, Liz and Rahash yeah. are pretty amazing. Oh, but the other characters are cool, too. So I was like, going to say, I like Ahiko or whatever his name is, and Kira was fine. Yeah, Kira's got some I like Hayden. PTSD that she has to deal with, so it gets deep. And eventually there becomes a, char- a deaf character who needs ASL. Oh. Yeah, and she has to go to the spaceship and teach the spaceship ASL. Yes, and she falls in love with the spaceship. Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> How did you know? I like it. But that way, everyone else in the tribe can speak to her. Can speak to her. That is amazing. Ugh. Yeah. It's just like there's Disability some... awareness. I yeah. love it. Do love we it. ever find out how this spaceship is still powered? There is Harlow. One of the girls is a mechanic. So she will be heading that way. Okay. Okay. In one of the books. And also, I can't give away too much. I didn't enjoy that we didn't get to learn more about Rahash's backstory with his family. And we didn't really get to hear it from him. I thought that was an invasion of privacy. And Oh, I didn't think about that. We didn't learn Every, it from him? No, we learned we it from learned Mexico. It, yeah. We learned Oh, it. I'm sorry you guys when I did my summary, I said it was him. I've listened to this book twice and messed up. So sorry. Oh my god, you're a human being. Ugh. Ugh. So I thought that was a weird take. And where did his scars come from? I just want to know. Oh, Ashley knows. We find out more stuff about it later. I just book. Yeah, but I don't want to have to read other books to find out. Do you even like Read Alley? I love a good (laughs) series, but when things like that are teased, I want to find something out. That is something that is deeply personal for him. And he thought he was like ugly and nobody loved him. And now he has and now And like that is so much part of their romantic story that should have been addressed in their book. Yeah. But there's a reason it's not. I don't care. (laughs) And I I can't tell you why it's not. I probably won't ever find out unless it happens in the third book. I will force you to find out. How how many of these books are there? Girl, I don't know. There's like 20 something books. Really? Yeah, there's a ton. I wanted to have one of my favorite TikTokers on to talk about it. Let me look at who she is. She calls herself a Ice Planet Barbarians aficionado. Oh, yeah. You've told us about her. I'm going to go. I'm going a, I'm to a shout her out really quickly. Her username is Ethilden because uh, Ethilden because she is also a major Lord of the Rings I still fan. did not get that. I guess I, her, that's just her username. I, hold on. Her. <laughs> 
Allie's face right now. Her username is <laughs> at paddlegirl99. So, oh, so at, that wasn't her user. Okay. At the top, it says a Thielden. Oh, okay. I don't know if that's her first name or if that's a Lord of the Rings thing because I she have, loves Lord of the Rings. I, like, what she you mean at as the at symbol? Yes. Or, oh, no, you are right. But she reads all of Ruby Dixon's books and Ruby Dixon will comment on her. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> but she's, she's just that. like, she's so funny. I wanted to have her on to talk about it, but she couldn't be on. So maybe next time. She had some stuff going on. We have been talking for a couple months about it. I really do like her a lot. Because she, we were, we started reading Ice Planet Barbarians at the same time. And so she When would, did you start reading this? I don't remember. I don't remember. Not, it hasn't been a year. I would say, like we were talking with Sarah of like, good intro to smut books. Yeah, or, yeah. Say mm-hmm. that this is a good, if a person likes fantasy or something like that, this is a good intro to smut. Yeah, smut. It, it's not heavy. And it never gets. It's not kinky. Not I, kinky. Yeah. And it never really gets very kinky. Or it's really even not that explicit, I wouldn't say. Yeah. It can be. I mean, it can be, but not like, it's not extreme. Yeah. So overall, how did this book compare to the first one? I liked this one I liked way this better. One better. Okay. I think that's the consensus. Yeah. This is one I relate more to the character mm-hmm. of Liz, but also I don't love that love at first sight. And then we just give into it really easily. I like that they fought for it. Yeah. They fought for it. And this one, Liz felt more realistic in the sense of like, I'm not just going to go along with what's happening like that just isn't realistic to me in any way that i want some control feel like you got some closure about how or you probably didn't about how georgie and vectal handled liz's kidnapping yeah no they still are, were bad mm-hmm. people then because they were just like oh he's gone okay that's still i was like uh, georgie do you care about your friend well, you said liz can handle him yeah but that is not like sh- one she's only known her for <laughs> A short amount of time, so she doesn't actually know Liz that well. That's just true. So she doesn't know if Liz can handle it, too. Like, it's so odd. Just everything about Georgie and Bechtel's decision-making is dumb. I feel like she went full-on, I'm the queen of the tribe. Mode. She did. Yeah. She most certainly did. went into, like, full-on, Yeah, I'm now the head. But she also did it on the ship. Like, that kind of got thrust upon her a little bit. Yeah, but this she just took with the reins, I feel like. Yeah, yeah. she did. We'll or the horns. power trip now. So I feel like we've already addressed is anything you would like to change or a criticism. I feel like we've already. But My criticism was made in like Georgie. Okay. Probably got tickets to the Taylor Swift concert. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. No. Vectal probably made sure he got tickets and then gave it to Georgie. And she's like, thank you, Vectal. <laughs> You're so amazing. Everything about you. I won't ever question you in any way. Oh, no. Oh, it gets worse, though, when she's pregnant. <sighs> like when, That's when why her, I don't want to read it. When her pregnancy hormones start getting really bad, Georgie's terrible. It's I so don't funny. Read she's it. just, uh, just like me. I don't want to read that. She starts boohooing about not being able to sew. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love that. Allie's, love Allie's questioning her decision to start a podcast <laughs> oh my god i love doing join this our too. patreon if you want to see us read it and it physically pain me <laughs> <laughs> all right we're to the main event what vibrator setting is this book a one a one a one you think it's a one definitely a one i think it's a one too <laughs> if that if that yeah yeah. It's very not, it's not super, I like the weirdness of it, but. Yeah, I would say this one, there was more like sexual tension than with yeah. Bechtel and Georgie. Which can't be bad yeah. at times. I do yeah. like that. But overall, I would say the smut was very basic. Very basic, yeah. I agree. Nothing too crazy. Yeah. 
I agree. Look at us agreeing. Look at me and Allie not fighting. I'm so proud of y'all. Okay. Proud of you girls. Mm. Next week, we are going to go through the book, It Ain't Me, Babe, by Tilly Cole. And Allie will be leading that discussion. I'm yeah. really excited for this one. And it's a little darker. So yeah. I'm a little nervous that it's going to be too, like, I've, it's going to be harder for us to, like, laugh about things. Well, we I've it, heard. I think we'll be okay. I What's loved untried? this book. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Rainy Day Smut Brigade. This show was produced by Ashley, Allie, and Hannah. You can follow us on Instagram or support us by becoming a member of our Patreon. This will provide you with access to exclusive content. You can email us with any questions or book recommendations at therainydaysmutbrigade at gmail.com. Don't forget to give us a high rating on your podcast platform and please share us with your friends. And no matter what galaxy you are in, hand motion. Good sex to you. And good sex to you. Good sex to you. Good sex to you, everyone. Have a blessed, spectacular, get kidnapped by aliens out of this world. And resonate with them. According to the Pentagon, it might be happening sooner rather than later. Oh, God. At this this point, it's probably better. I know, right? What if the Chinese balloon was the Beam me up. Trying to come get us. Beam me up, Scotty. I don't have a lot of faith if they're coming in a balloon. (laughs) (laughs) This is the second conspiracy theory we started this episode. We're going to go. We'll get you guys before we start problems. Bye. Down tonight.